Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> hey, it's about that time, folks. It's the weekend for your humble Dr. C. Robert Jones uh, and the situation report. Uh, so let's get our business straight right now. Uh, a lot of things have been going on today. A lot of interesting stuff. Um, today's date is July 4th, um, 2012, beautiful old town Alexandria, United States of America, planet Earth, third planet from the sun. Tonight's episode is going to be about, um, well, we're going to talk about two things. Is Obama's support weaker than his poll numbers uh, indicate? That's one uh, one thing we'd like to talk about. And we'd also like to get to this um, thing about, uh, well, what I call it, uh, and the New York Times calls it, and the L.A. Times calls it, Barack the Magic Negro. Now, I know that a lot of you believe that the term Barack the Magic Negro originated with um, – uh, Rush Limbaugh, 
and the parody uh, done by my good friend Paul Shanklin. Well, that's that's not the case. That's not the case at all. Um, Barack the Magic Negro. Well, uh, a lot of folks have asked about the parody. They want to hear it. So I'm going to go ahead and play the parody, and then we'll we'll get started with the program. How about that? I think that's a good way to start. Uh, so here we go. Without further ado, we'll we'll listen to the parody. Wait, 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 wait. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Obama, the magic Negro, or Barack, the magic Negro. Now let let me give you a little bit of a background. The Magic Negro is a figure of postmodern folk culture, and it was coined by snarky 20th century sociologist to explain a uh, cultural figure who emerged in the wake of Brown versus Board of Education. The quote is, um, he has no past. He simply appears one day to help the white protagonist, end quote. That's what the description reads from Wikipedia. He's there to assuage white guilt. So, without further ado, let's uh, let's go with our uh, our parody, and then we'll get the show started from there. I want to thank you for listening tonight um, and every night. You've made this show very, very popular, and for that, I do appreciate uh, the call-in number is three four seven eight eight four eighty five hundred, and I can be emailed at usmarine one at uh, hotmail dot com if you have any comments you'd like to send that way. Oh, and I'm also on Twitter, uh, usmarine uh, underscore in all capitals, and of course you can find me on Facebook, Doctor C Robert Jones. All right, but hey, let's get this party started. This is the site of my conception. I am the fruits of your labor. I am the offspring of the movement. So when people ask me whether I've been to Selma before, I tell them I'm coming home. Barack the Magic Negro lives in D.C. The L.A. Times, they call him that because he's not authentic like me. The guy from the L.A. paper said he make guilty whites feel good. They'll vote for him and not for me because he's not from the hood. See, real black men like Snoop Dogg or me or Farrakhan have talked the talk and walked the walk, not come and lay that one. Oh, Barack, the magic Negro lives in D.C. The L.A. time they call him that cause he's black but not authentic. Me, Barack, the magic Negro lives in D.C. The L.A. times they call him that cause he's black but not authentic. Me, some say Barack's articulate. And bright and new and clean The media sure love this guy A white interloper's dream But when you vote for president Watch out and don't be fooled Don't vote the magic Negro in Cause, cause I won't have nothing after all these years of suck 
situation report and i'm your host dr c robert jones okay so that's the parody what you just heard was the parody barack the magic negro now once again the magic negro is a feature a figure of postmodern folk culture coined by 20th century sociologist and it was done to explain a cultural figure who emerged in the wake of Brown versus Board of Education. He has no past, and he simply appears one day to help the white protagonist. Read the description on Wikipedia. He's there to assuage white guilt, the minimal discomfort that they feel over the role of slavery and racial segregation in American history. While replacing stereotypes of a dangerously or dangerous uh, high sexualized black man with a bane figure for whom interracial sexual congress holds no interest. Hence, Barack Hussein Obama, the ultimate affirmative action hire. As might be expected, this figure is chiefly cinematic. Embodied by such such noted performers such as Sidney Poitier, Morgan Freeman, Scatman Crothers, Michael Clark Duncan, Will Smith, and most recently Don Cheadle. And that's not to mention a certain basketball player whose very nickname is Magic. Poitier really poured on the Magic Negro in Lilies of the Field for which he won Best Actor Oscar. And of course, who could forget to serve with love, which along with Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, made him a number one box office attraction. In these films, Poitier triumphs through uh, yeoman service to his white benefactors. Guess Who's Coming to Dinner is particularly striking in this regard as well, as it poses miscarriage without invoking sex. Hmm. Talk about magic. The same can't quite be said for Freeman. For example, in in Driving Miss Daisy, Seven, and the seemingly endless series of films which he played uh, uh, patter families to uh, a white woman bedeviled by a serial killer. I think you know who I'm talking about. Uh, the movies that I'm talking about, the books, um, the Patterson books. But at least he survives. Unlike Crothers in The Shining, in which uh, psychic premonitions inspire him to rescue a white family he barely knows and gets killed for his troubles. This hard-tug trope is parodied in Gus Van Zandt's Elephant. The film, the film's sole black student, 
at a Columbine-like high school, arrives in the midst of a slaughter, helps a girl escape, and is immediately gunned down. See what helping the uh, white guy gets you? What does the white man get out of the bargain? That's the question asked by John Guerre in Six Degrees of Separation. His brilliant retelling of the true saga of a young man called David Hampton, a young, personable gay con man who in the 1980s passed himself off as the son of none other than Sidney Poitier. Though he started small, using the ruse to get into Studio 54, Hampton discovered the countless gullible, well-heeled New Yorkers vulnerable to the magic Negro myth were only too, and they were only too eager to believe in his Baroque fantasy. One of the few who wasn't fooled was Andy Warhol, who was astonished his underling believed Hampton's whoppers. Clearly, Warhol had no need for accoutrements to uh, interracial goodwill. But the same can't be said for most white Americans whose desire for noble, healing Negroes hasn't faded. And that's where Obama comes in. As our portier, real, fake son. The, the former senator's famous stern, winded stump speeches, have they, they drew huge crowds. People flocked to hear him talk about unity rather than dividing. And it was a praiseworthy goal, wasn't it? But certainly hasn't come to fruition over the last three and a half years. Consequently, even the mild criticisms thrown his way have been waved away magically. He used to smoke, but now he doesn't. He racked up a bunch of delinquent parking tickets, but he paid them all back with an apology. And hey, he's he's good-looking. And he speaks well. The only mud that momentarily stuck was criticism, white and black alike, concerning um, Obama's alleged inauthenticity. As compared to such sterling examples of genuine blackness, such as Al Sharpton and Snoop Dogg, speaking as an, uh, as an African-American whose last name has led to his racial credentials being challenged often several times a day, I know how pesky these sorts of things can be. Obama's fame right now has little to do with his political record or what he's written in his two highly debatable biographies or books or even what he's actually said on these speeches. It's the way he said it that counts the most. In his manner, which, as presidential uh, 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 hopeful Joe Biden once said, is articulate. How many times have black folks been labeled articulate? I know I have. As one of the very few young black Marine officers in the 1980s, the early 1980s, it was often, I was often described in fitness reports as being articulate, as if somehow blacks weren't supposed to be articulate, or it was a 
good thing to be articulate, or it was surprising that a black man happened to be articulate. Like like a comic book superhero, Obama's there to help out and help out out of sheer goodness of a heart we need not know or understand. For as all magic Negroes, the less real he seems, the more desirable he becomes. If he were real, white Americans couldn't project all his fantasies of black benevolence on him. So think about that. Give some thought to why white America seems so protective of Barack the Magic Negro. You're listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report, and I am your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. We've got power here today. We've got food. We've got water. And Mr. Obama, yeah, Mr. Obama gave a recent speech. And I just want to remind folks that hope, hope is not hiring. We'll take a short break. We'll be right back. Lights, camera, action. You've been enjoying yourself, but now it's time to make them love you again. You're cool, calm, collected. You've always gotten what you wanted, but was it ever what we wanted? We need jobs. We need leadership, yet you do nothing as we pile up debts we can't afford. It's like you don't even get it. And I'm one of your middle-class Americans. And quite frankly, I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted of defending you, defending your administration, defending the mantle of change that I voted for. We hope. And you hope. My hope is. My hope is. My hope is. But hope isn't hiring. Why is Ayn Rand's great novel Atlas Shrugged, a bestseller today, more than half a century after it was written? It's because our real world today is just like the fictional future that Rand foresaw in Atlas Shrugged. It's a time of crisis and decay, but it's also a world of innovation and achievement. It's a world of heroes and villains, driven by very different philosophies. We wrote I Am John Galt to tell their stories. We look at the heroic innovators who are building our world and show that they're doing it just like the heroes of Ayn Rand's novels. They're using her philosophy of capitalism, reason, objective reality, and self-interest. Who is John Galt? Meet John Allison, the mild-mannered Southerner who created one of America's greatest banking empires. He did it with Ayn Rand's philosophy by getting every one of his tens of thousands of employees to read Atlas Shrugged and live by its code. In the great financial crisis of 2008, his bank was about the only one that didn't need a government bailout. But the government forced Allison to take TARP money anyway. After that, Allison walked away, just like John Galt did. There are so many other Rand heroes in our midst, 
There's Bill Gates, the genius who built the world's greatest company and the world's greatest personal fortune, only to have his own government call him a criminal for succeeding too much. Isn't he just like Hank Reardon from Atlas Shrugged? And how about Steve Jobs, the brilliant entrepreneur who reinvented computers, movies, music, telephones, just because he thought it was so cool? He's got the same attitude toward life as Howard Rourke from Rand's other great novel, The Fountainhead. Build it, and I don't care if they come. You'll meet some real-life Rand villains in our book, too. The parasites who are trying to destroy the world. Remember Wesley Mooch from Atlas Shrugged, the corrupt bureaucrat who destroyed the economy? That's Congressman Barney Frank, who spent years subsidizing Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac in the name of altruism. When Fannie and Freddie nearly wrecked the U.S. housing market, what did Frank do? Just like Mooch, he demanded wider powers. And you'll meet Paul Krugman, the rabid partisan pundit who spreads socialism from the pages of the New York Times and thinks nothing of using the power of the press to destroy his political enemies. He's Ellsworth Toohey, the scheming, dwarfish newspaper columnist straight from the pages of the Fountainhead. These are some of the heroes and villains who move our world. So who is John Galt? I am. You can be too. Read our book and find out how. All right. Welcome back to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report with your host, C. Robert Jones. The call-in number is 347-884-8500. Is Obama's support weaker than poll numbers appear? That was the question posed by Chad uh, Safeco in The American Thinker on July 2nd, 2012. He goes on to write, there's a compelling divergence regarding President Obama's re-election chances when we consider what the poll numbers are telling us versus what the boots on the ground are indicating. Hmm. Indeed, a Wall Street Journal NBC News nationwide poll taken during June 20th, June 24th, shows that Obama still leads the presumptive GOP presidential nominee Mitt Romney 47 to 44. These results are within the poll's margin of error and are also close to the Real Clear Politics poll, their major polls, which finds Obama leading Romney 47 to 43. And earlier today, well, later this evening, rather, on Fox News Fair and Balance, the Five talked about the poll numbers coming out and suggested that Romney has engaged in a sort of a laid-back campaign that all really Obama that that the Romney campaign staffers believe that all they need to do is just chill, just relax, not make any major mistakes, you know, play uh play uh play defense. You know, play uh you know, a, a, a safe, a soft zone, you know, a prevent defense, and that the not and 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 the crown is theirs, which would indicate why why Romney's chilling on the jet ski uh, on the back too. What's a, what Romney doing on the back of the jet ski? A real man with with his, with his wife up in front. What's that all about? A, a, a man does not. Chill on the back of the jet ski while his wife is rolling out and she's up front. 
at the very least, he didn't have his hand around her waist. Like, we can all thank God for that. But Romney seems to be coasting. He doesn't seem to be fully engaged with just four months left until Election Day. He has yet to even pick a VP. Now, a couple of the folks on The Five say that – the Five on Fox News five at 5 o'clock, 5 at 5 – they say that a VP, well – he really doesn't do much for the campaign. That, you know, it's really he really he can take his time. I don't think so. I think Romney should have made his pick by now. He should have made his pick by now, and he should have picked Marco Rubio straight out and flat away. Then at least we conservatives, we Republicans, would have some hope because I truly believe and perhaps you do as well, that Marco Rubio is Mitt Romney's ace in the hole. Now, if you disagree, please call in and tell me why. The call in number is 347-884-8500. Marco Rubio, pick him already. How many? How long is he? Are you, you going to go down like, uh, you know, you're going to go like to, to October 1st? Before you pick your, your, your running mate, what's taking so long? Now, the same Wall Street Journal MSM or oh, NBC News poll found Obama leading Romney 50-42 in 12 so-called battleground states. When considered as a group, Romney doesn't stand a chance. However, when we observe the actions by those Democrat politicians up for re-election this fall – in those battleground states and other states that is their general reluctance to stand alongside President Obama. Another story told, these politicians are more in tune with the local voters and are distancing themselves from Obama far and wide. This may be indicative uh, that Obama's support is not as high as it appears to be according to pollsters. Obama's supposed to have some serious coattails by now. He's supposed to have coattails. And folks are supposed to be lining up to stand next to him, to shake his hand, to kiss his ring, and all of that. Folks, uh, politicians across the country, Democrats, are, should be kissing his ass right now, quite frankly, just to, just to stand next to him on the stump. But they're not. Folks are running away from like rats jumping up from a ship. What do they know? What do they know that the polls are not telling us? Take New York, for example. Now, while New York is considered to likely be a blue state for Obama, Democrat Representative Bill Owens and Kathy Hula – I hope I – pronounced her name right, just recently announced that they will not be in Charlotte, North Carolina at the Democrat National Convention in September. Of interest is the fact that o Owens won in a special election in 2009, and Hulu was victorious in 2011 in a special election as well. Obviously, both 
Both became newly minted U.S. representatives during Obama's presidency, and each election is heralded as an example of Obama's continued strength and as well that of the Democrat Party. Yet it seems that neither Owens or Hulu want any Obama time to just go around. Hmm. Food for thought, perhaps? When, in 2009, when President Obama campaigned for Owens and attended a fundraiser for him in New York City, Vice President Joe Biden also campaigned for Owens in 2009. But now, nothing. And then there is Missouri, the show-me state, show-me-something, which may no longer be considered a bellwether state. And it's still home though, to one of Obama's biggest supporters and loyalists, Senator Claire McCaskill, who is up for re-election in November. The state recently became light red in its political hue when, with Romney ahead of Obama in a state poll 49 to 42. However, McCaskill currently trails all three of her potential GOP foes. The Republican Party has its primary in August. And against former state treasurer Sarah Steelman, McCaskill trails 51 to 39. Living in a Missouri media market, most folks I know can say that the conservative crossroads GPS group has had an enormous number of anti-McCaskill and Obama ads on television all over the place. So what does this tell us? That Obama's – well, that there's a chink in the Obama armor? That Obama is not invincible in terms of uh, this political cycle? And you know what? Don't you like a boxer? heavyweight champion, a middleweight champion, a welterweight champion who goes in for the kill. Take uh, Sugar Ray Leonard, Tommy Hearns, and how in the 14th round, just before the fight was about to be stopped, Sugar Ray poured it on and took his foe out, sparing nothing. What we see with Mitt Romney is he's just laying back. He's just relaxed. He, uh, recently, one of his minions came out and said, oh, no. Oh, no. The the uh, individual mandate isn't a tax. It's a penalty. Why wasn't that clown fired on the spot? When you've got the President of the United States, when you've got all the President's men all out last Sunday saying that and making the case that the individual mandate was not a tax but a penalty because the word tax in this administration is a dirty word which could sink Obama's presidency just on that alone. And then you have Romney's guy come out and say… 
It's not a tax. It's a penalty. That undercuts Mitt Romney. What was the thinking there? I am finding it very hard to have faith in the Romney campaign. And Republicans are now all over Romney's ass saying that he should fire his whole campaign staff. Rupert Murdoch, my main man, said, you got to fire these guys. you got to put some fire under your ass. You've got to get moving, dude. I'm paraphrasing, of course. So at this time, conservatives are wondering, what is up with this dude? Is it all we've talked about over the course of, of, of this season's campaign true? Mitt Romney's not the guy. He's not Reagan-esque. He's not our Reagan. Because remember when we had a contrast between Carter and Reagan. Now we've got Carter-Obama all over again. We got Ra- we've pretty much got Carter all over again. And what we need is a Ronald Reagan to counter this clown. And we don't have one. Dude, get off the jet ski. Fire all those clowns, especially that one who said that the Obamacare individual mandate is not a tax but a penalty. He should be gone. He should be working at Walmart right now. He should be done. But no. No. Get your ass off the jet ski. Get to work, dude. I don't see you. I don't see you, Mitt. I see Obama all over the TV. I see. I hear his annoying, whiny voice all over the radio. I hear that clown in my sleep. But why don't I hear you, Mitt? Why am I not hearing you? Get off your ass. Jesus Christ. Jesus H. Hosanna Christ. Get off of your ass. You got to be kidding me. Barack, the magic Negro, is besting Mitt Romney right now. You know, and I'm one of those folks who said that this is going to be easy. I know my guy Sarge, who hosts who hosts the radio show uh, with GGT 183, uh, conservative primetime at 1130. Sarge says that Obama's done. But I don't know. You've got to have – I mean uh, Mitt Romney's just a mannequin right now. He's just a guy with good-looking hair. He's no Ronald Reagan. We'll take a short break and we'll come right back. You're listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. I am the fruits of your labor. I am the offspring of the movement. So when people ask me whether I've been to Selma before, I tell them I'm coming home. From the LA paper, said he make guilty whites feel good. They'll vote for him and not for me, cause he's not from the hood. 
like Snoop Dogg or me or Farrakhan. Have talked the talk and walked the walk, not coming late and won. Oh, Barack, the magic Negro lives in D.C. The M.A. time they call him that cause he's black but not authentically. Barack, the magic Negro lives in D.C. The M.A. times they called him that cause he's black but not authentically. Some say Barack's articulate and bright and new and clean. The media sure love this guy, what interlopers dream. But when you vote for president, Watch out and don't be fooled. Don't put the magic Negro in curse. Cause I won't have nothing after all these years of sacrifice. And I won't get justice. Uh, this is about justice. This is about, this is about justice. It's about uh, buffet. I'm not going to have no buffet. And there won't be any church uh, contribution. And just in case you missed it, this week, this week there was a tragedy in Kansas. 10,000 people died. Conservative prime time pops with excitement, start to finish, as callers argue passionately their point. Jermaine and Cool Mike host this sizzling two-hour cage match while keeping the show just this side of sanity. Dangling over the edge, conservative primetime is one of our most popular shows. You can listen, or, if you're brave enough, call in and make your point. If you think you can debate today's political discourse, call conservative primetime, weeknights at 1130, on the Bible Radio Network. Please join the hit squad of dynamic radio hosts on Internet Talk Radio. Starting at 8 p.m., Listen to The Situation Report with Dr. C. Robert Jones of Gojo Media. Doc Jones is a retired Marine officer and holds a Ph.D. in history. Come check out his show weeknights from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern Time. From there, stay on board with the 2020 Network, alternating between G-Ski Rocks and his show Live and Direct and David Graham of Stay Mad Radio. Taking you to bedtime with wit and wisdom and class and clarity. Join this nightly tea party family and bring your friends. Monday through Thursday, 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Time. What to do do, do, do on Friday? Well, keep your internet radio routine with Tesla's great show, Socialism is Not an Option. The Roundtable Roundup Edition where you can call in and vent your frustrations from the week. An open-line discussion where other radio hosts and listeners call in and let us know what's on their mind every Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern. Out of respect, they gave him the Nobel Peace Prize without him doing anything, and he took it. He changed health care for millions of Americans, even though they liked what they had. He says he will tell Iran to quit making nukes, and they will stop, because he is just that good. To him.
in the Supreme Court is nothing but an unelected group of people. You want precedent? He is the president. He picked Joe Biden to be his vice president just to show that he doesn't really need one. He wants us to believe no one else in America would have made the Bin Laden call. He is the most arrogant man in the world. I ultimately get what I want. Stay ignorant, my friends. All right, we're back with the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. The call in number is 347-884-500. Where the hell were we? Oh, Mitt Romney laying back chilling while Barack Obama's out on the stump speech today, sweating like a sow, talking about how he's getting tough on China and doubling down on Obamacare, saying Obamacare is here to stay. The Affordable Care Act is here to stay. Nothing's going to go down. It's not going to be – it's going to be here forever, and we're going to love it because he said so. While Mitt is A to W O L, where is Mitt Romney? Where is Mitt? Mitt should be driving the dagger home. Mitt should be going in for the kill. What's he waiting for? What is he waiting for? McCaskill. McCaskill. In Missouri. Her numbers and those of Obama's may be indicative of local Democrat voters' lack of enthusiasm. And the same can be said across the entire country. But why isn't Mitt capitalizing? What we see here could lead to lower Democrat Party voter turnout across the country. And therefore, a lower turnout for Obama. We can take the Senate. We can reinforce our lead in the House. And it will all be good. But Mitt Romney is A-W-O-L. He's out, absent without leave. He's not pouring it on with just four months left. Hell, I got my fantasy football leagues all tied up. I've got 32 teams already. If I can get my 32 teams lined up, (laughs) this makes no sense. It makes no sense in what I'm talking about right now. Uh, uh, Never mind. (laughs) But wait a minute now. Wait a minute now. Uh, Over the... (laughs) Over in the battleground state of Pennsylvania, U.S. House Representative Mike uh, or Mark uh, Kurtz has announced that he will also pass on attending the Democrat convention. While Obama leads in Pennsylvania polling, he received a rather disappointing number of votes in the uncontested Pennsylvania Democrat primary. So my question is, could this be a foreshadowing of November's turnout among Democrats in Pennsylvania? 
And why isn't Mitt Romney shoring that area up? East Coast says, Dr. Jones, stop whining. I don't know. Whining seems to be the thing to do here. Because so many of my blog talk hosts, my, my blog talk contemporaries, have expressed over the course of the last six or seven months their disapproval of Mitt Romney as our standard bearer, as our candidate to defeat Obama. So many of them have said that this guy, he just doesn't have it. That he's a rhino, Republican in name only. That he can't win against Obama. And I said no. I said no. I said Romney's got what it takes. He can beat Obama. He will beat Obama. Because Obama doesn't have any record to stand on. Obama's been a dismal failure for the past four years. And his record proves it. His only crowning achievements are Obamacare, which most of America hates. Gays in the military, which I don't know. That's a wash right there because, frankly, I don't even care anymore about that. You know, and that's it. Those are his crowning achievements. The, the economy's in the tank. The country is at an all-time low politically. We're just as hated, if not more, and despised across the globe. As we were under Bush, dude's got no leg to stand on, and yet this was my argument. What you just heard was my argument six months ago when I said, okay, Romney can win this thing. He can take it all, but now Romney's chilling. Is Romney in, 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 in St. John? Is he in Aruba right now relaxing on the beach? Where is this guy, and why hasn't he made – Marco Rubio, his running mate yet. What is he waiting for? Dude, sit down tonight at dinner and pick somebody. How hard can it be? Pick them, vet them, announce them. My dog can do that. The... the you know, especially with the general apathy among Democrat voters, take West Virginia, for example, where more than 40% of the Democrat voters picked an incarcerated felon over Obama in the state's Democrat primary. Now, my black folks will say, oh, well, the hoods have come out in West Virginia. No, the, the pockets were turned out and found to be empty in West Virginia. Folks don't have any money. You know, they, they, they can't afford gas. They can't buy things. They can't, you know, they're shopping at Walmart when they really want to shop at Winn-Dixie or Piggly Wiggly or, 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 or Kroger or Publix. They want to shop at a regular grocery store, but they got to go buy their stuff at Sam's Club and get very few items. And the coal industry is under attack under Obama's regime. So West Virginians can't be happy with that. They figure that an incarcerated felon will probably do a better job with the economy than Barack Hussein Obama. It's got nothing to do with the hoods coming out or coming off. 
Listen, black folks, while while we're at it, if just because you dislike Obama doesn't mean you're a racist. I can't stand the man personally. I'm not a racist. I just don't like him or his policies. I'm not one of those people who say, well, I like the guy personally. Uh-huh. That's like saying that you like the con artist who did the pigeon drop on you and swindled you out of all out of your savings. Oh, I like him personally, but I'd really like to see him go to jail for stealing my money. No, I don't like him at all. And the pigeon drop is a reference to a very well-known, uh, tried and tested con game. Uh, well, we can get into that some other time. The lack of enthusiasm for Obama, not only in West Virginia, where should I should I remind you, an incarcerated felon got more votes. Anyway, the lack of enthusiasm for Obama in West Virginia may especially appoint, uh, uh, point to voter apathy all across the country. West Virginia has one of the lowest populations of blacks and Hispanics among all the states. Oh, yeah, that's true. Among the 12 states, the WSJ, Wall Street Journal, MNBC News Poll labeled it as a battleground state. Eight of them, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Virginia, Iowa, Michigan, Wisconsin, North Carolina, and New Hampshire are considered to have low to moderate Hispanic election influence. While just four of those states, Florida, Nevada, Colorado, and New Mexico, have major Hispanic voting influences. Although Obama polls especially well among blacks and Hispanics, it might not help in much of the battleground states. And that's what we're talking about here. So Mitt Romney, get off your ass, start campaigning in the battleground states, do your thing, and let's get this party started. Pick your running mate, for God's sake. You know, I'm a man of action. It's true. Some say I'm anal, retentive, retentive. Some say I'm an ass. It's all true. Because as soon as I cornered the nomination as my party's standard bearer, I would have had my running mate already vetted and selected the very next day. And we would have been running we would have been out together. What is dude waiting for? I mean, honestly. Now, while Obama still polls ahead of Romney in a lot of places, his voters may not be as excited about getting out the vote for him this time around. A recent Pew Research Center poll confirms that notion or that prediction or that suspicion, if you insist, which was released, by the way, in late June, 
And that poll found that 73% of Romney voters had given a lot of thought to the election, while only 63% of Obama voters declared the same. And these results are quite different than those from June 2008, when 75% of Obama's voters had given a lot of thought to the election, and 73% of Republican voters were engaged. The numbers may show some weakness in Obama's campaign. And that's what we're talking about. Certainly, the black and Hispanic vote will be overwhelming for Obama. The Hispanic vote, the vote strengthened even more by Obama's recent immigration executive order. But in many of the swing states, critical to victory, those populations are much less. Therefore, Obama's slim lead in the national polls may not be as strong as it appears and may not equate to electoral victory, at least as it stands now. So, what do we take from all this? Will Obama win re-election? It looks highly unlikely at this stage. It looks unlikely. But nevertheless... Mitt Romney needs to get off his ass. Yeah, I said it. Obama has been exposed. It's now beyond any doubt, any doubt, that Obama's a fraud, devoid of any character and integrity. So Mitt, jump on that. It's time for you to get in that ass and take control because you're worrying a lot of us. Me, my man Rupert, we're worried. We're sitting at the card table. We're playing bridge, and we're wondering what's, what's up with this clown. What's up with this guy? Fire these clowns. Fire those guys you got working for you because they're not doing their jobs. You can't just coast and beat Barack Hussein Obama. The guy's too crafty. Of course, I wasn't sitting with Rupert, you know, playing bridge. But nevertheless, I think you get the point. Obama's record cannot be hidden. Exploit it. Remember, folks, in 2008, little was known about Barack Obama. But now, thanks to the genius of those men 236 years ago and my blog talk radio host across the country, 2020 Radio Network, Tesla, G-Ski of 2020 Radio, Tesla also, GDT 183, Conservative Primetime, Annie the Radio Chick, Southern Sense, and a whole host of others out there are getting the word out. Tune in, listen, and act. The past six weeks, as I said yesterday, have sealed Obama's fate. As Americans concerned about the future of this nation, 
we must turn out in massive numbers to vote in November. And Mitt, could you give us a little help, inspire us a little, maybe uh, lip sync some of President Reagan's uh, uh, former speeches, just kind of get out and lip sync a few? Could you do that? Because damn, dude, I'm really starting to be concerned here. You're You're coasting. You're coasting and you're chilling and... You know what? It's not working out for us. It's not. It's not. So, I've got East Coast in the room saying, shame on you, Dr. Jones. Are you bailing out early? Is there another candidate? No. All I'm saying is, Mitt's not turning the screws. Mitt's not sticking the knife in Obama's back and twisting it. Because that's what I like to do. I like to stick the knife in and twist it. Mitt is chilling. Maybe he doesn't want to peek too soon. We've all been there. Huh? We've all been there where we've... Well, I think you get the picture. But maybe he doesn't want to do that. Maybe he doesn't want to peak too soon. Maybe he's waiting for just the right moment to lay it on thick. Or maybe he's going to continue to sit on a jet ski and ride out behind his wife. What kind of man does that? You don't ride on a jet ski behind your chick. You just don't do it. She rides behind you. You know what? East Coast is right. Is Mitt playing the rope a dope? That's what I'm thinking. He's rope. He's he's the dope. Anyway, I want to thank everybody for listening. I hope you have a great Friday and a great weekend. Listen to my man G Ski Twenty Twenty Radio. And later on tonight at 11.30, as I stated many times, if you got to get up and go pee, turn him on. Turn him on. He's on 11.30. G, uh, 20, uh, no. GGT 183, Jermaine, Cool Mike, their show is off the chain, along with 2020, of course. But if you want a little bit of a chuckle and some information, some good information – Around midnight, while I'm fast asleep, snoring, tune in. I want to thank everybody for listening tonight. God bless you. And God bless the United States of America. Mitt Romney, get off your ass, dude. Hello? Anybody? Hello? All right. Good night, folks. God bless you.
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.